Welcome to the podcast of Troy Brewer, a guitar playing, globe trotting, book writing, Bible thumping, star watching, radio TV hosting, church leading, Alamo saluting Texan, and drop dead sewed out Jesus freak. Lisa, are you aware, Ladybug? Of the, you know, there's different ways that God needs yes. that God likes to speak to you, right? Absolutely. There are also certain subject matter that He always wants to talk to you about. Yeah. Okay. Well, that you're the things that God wants to talk to you about all the time are probably not the same things that God wants to. You know, some of them, but a lot of them are not the same thing. So it's like if I'm seeking the Lord concerning something. And I'm not hearing God. There are certain places I know if I go there, God has a word for me every single time. That's good. That's really good. Uh, it also interests me to, to know what are the things that God never talks to old Troy about? Yeah. And I'm like, because it surprises me. I'm like, Lord, I'm not hearing you concerning this. So he's like, no, sir. Hmm. I don't talk to you about these things. It doesn't jive. Troy, you would have to be alive for 9,000 years to get into a place where I can talk to you. And you're just here for a very short time. So let's just stay on track because I've got things that I want to do with you, right? For sure. So it's really important to me to know there are certain places I know that if I seek the Lord at this time, I will find Him. If there are certain places I go to, there are certain ways that I seek the Lord that I know I can find Him. There's certain subject matter that God will speak to me about all the time. And um, I just want to tell you, at the beginning of the year, I it's just been like that since my walk that I fully expect at the beginning of the year, I can fast, I can pray, I can seek the Lord. And the Lord will say, hey, I've been waiting for you to show up here. I've been looking forward to it all year long. Troy, I've got something for you. And then you have to consecrate your life to that. You have to say, okay, you know, Proverbs, right? You know, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out the matter, and you have to be willing to go after those things. So I do that. And also, too, the Lord knows that I'm going to feed his sheep this word. He knows that. So he gives me a word, and I do have one heck of a word. And it is something else. Now, now I want to just tell you that when it comes to numbers, um, there's so many numbers that are so cool and are so awesome. And I'm going to tell you one of the numbers that's not cool until you're willing to go through it. Mm-hmm. And it is the number, not 22, because that's a great number. 22 is all about revelation light, man. It's all about when the light comes on. It's about God speaking among the candlesticks. It's about light maketh manifest. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, the 22 chapters in the book of Revelation. It's about the 22 places of all that's on the menorah. It's about that, yeah. right? Even the word light is in the book of John 22 times. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, here we go. But 23... 23 is shocking. 23 is a number that means death. Yes, it does. It means death. And as a human being, we're like, "Uh, I just seem to skip that subject. Well, nobody gets to skip that subject. Like, well, those that are raptured, okay. Even that, the enemy of death is dealt with. Yeah. And then shall it be said, death is swallowed up into victory, right? That's right. And so, but death is the last enemy that must be confronted. Death has to be dealt with. And I want to tell you, God is dealing with us this year in a tremendous way. And he's saying, I want you to deal with death and I want you to quit partnering with it Mm. Uh, in a huge way. Now, the number 23, there are 23s all the way through the word of God. And in in Romans chapter one, it lists 
Miss Lisa, it actually lists 23 things that come out of our own flesh. And by the way, it's a perfect, it's a perfect description, those 23 things of woke culture. Wow. If you go in there and if you look at it and say, what is a description of woke culture? <laughs> it's Romans chapter one. Yeah. And then the next verse that is after that, it says, and those who commit such things are worthy of death. Mm. Well, I've been, you know, I've been committing those things. Those things are in my flesh as well. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I do with this thing? You know, the wages of sin is death. What do I do with that? Well, yeah. the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is Romans 6, 23, mm. which is also crazy because the word death, Lisa, is in the Bible 138 times, and that is 6 times 23. Crazy. Whoa, Romans 6, 23, <laughs> and 6 times 23 is 138, and the word death is in the Bible 138 times. Amen. We don't want to miss our day of visitation. We don't want to say that this is a year of one thing when it's actually a year of another thing. Yeah. Okay, we got to stand in this like, okay, well, wait a minute, I'm scared of this whole death thing. Well, dude, Paul says, I die daily. That's right. Now, here's the other thing with this death thing. It turns into resurrection life. So it starts off as death or where you lay down your life, but it turns into resurrection power. This is a tremendous year of resurrection power. And we've already seen it. Mm -hmm. We've seen it in the national headlines. A mm -hmm. uh, man out there playing football and drops dead in front of everybody. Like so many other people are just dropping dead in front of everybody. Like never happened before. Just, it was just calling it suddenly drop dead syndrome. Hmm, mm. How about them apples? And people are dropping dead. Boom, they're out. And dude, he was resurrected. And whether anybody, whether anybody recognizes that or not, it's on them. Yeah. But he was dead. Now he is alive. And he died twice. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he actually died twice. Wow. And it's like good googly moogly. And he has a number three on his chest. Yeah. It is the year 2023. It is the year 5783 mm -hmm. on the Hebrew calendar. Yep. And so this is that third stage. Not 30-fold, not 60-fold, not 100-fold. Mm -hmm. Right? Not the, not the sun, not the moon, but the stars. Yeah. Not outer court, not inner court, but the most holy place. That's right. It's got the big three on it, right? And I want to be, a, I want to go after 100 fold Christianity. I don't yeah. want to live in 30 fold Christianity if I can walk in 100 fold Christianity. And that's the fact, Jack. All right. So here's what I'm going to share with you guys. I'm going to show you a quick comparison, a small part of my word from a New Beginnings conference. And it is this, in the year 5783, there's a stark contrast. And I mean, the 83rd verse in the Old Testament, the 83rd verse in the New Testament, the 23rd verse in the Old Testament, and the 23rd verse in the New Testament all go together. Like, hmm. It's almost as if there's a design. Interesting. And if there's a design, there is a designer. That's right. Amen? Amen. Amen. And the author of all of it is King Jesus. Okay. Absolutely. So the 83rd verse of the Old Testament is Genesis 4-3. And it says, And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering to the fruit of the ground, of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. So when Cain got around to it, when he felt like it, in the process of time, in the process of time, he brought what he wanted to bring when he wanted to bring it, and he came before the Lord and said, now get with this program, cause your fire to fall on it, and I want to see your blessing. And God went, nope, I ain't yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Okay, you contrast that to the 83rd verse 
in the New Testament, and the 83rd verse of the New Testament is Matthew 4.19. Matthew 4.19, and then Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. That is Jesus showing up in your camp and saying, die to everything before this yeah. and get with my program. I'm here to, you know, Jesus the interrupter shows up this year in a really big way. I like that. Jesus the interrupter. He is the interrupter this Good. year. And he's going to interrupt you guys. He's going to show up. And, and he's going to show up in a place where you go, look, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Hmm. I'm, I'm in the boat I'm supposed to be in. I'm doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing. I'm minding my own business. And Jesus shows up and says, I'm here to interrupt this now. That was good, but I'm telling you now, you follow me and you get with my program right now. You got five seconds. Wow. That's completely different than the 83rd verse of the Old Testament. That's right, it is. Where Cain approaches the Lord on his terms. In the New Testament, Jesus approaches the disciples on his terms. That's good. Guys, the only way that we can walk in that is to die to be willing to die and say, well, I always thought it was going to be this, but I'm, I'm willing to die to that. I've never wanted to walk in that, but I'm willing to die to that. And resurrection power is found on the other side of that. Yeah. Amen. Now, let's go into the 23rd verse of the Old Testament, which, of course, is going to be Genesis 1, 23. That's what it's going to be. And it's a 1, 2, 3 scripture, which is a really big deal. And whenever you see that, it says, in the morning, it says, in the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Okay. So, so like, okay, that's the scripture. That's it. That's all it is. So what is that? It says fifth day. What is that? It's the day of grace. Mm. It's the day of grace. So we know that the number five is a day that represents grace. And he says, okay, there's a grace on you where sin does abound. Grace does much more abound. And yes. you know, you know, I love that scripture. Like well, King Jesus, I'm whack. My head is... <laughs> Out, I'm nuts, and he's like, "Yeah, and I got a, I got a greater grace for you yes, because of that." That's good. I love you know, that. Like overcoming power, supernatural victory, I God given ability to overcome things, grace, supernatural virtue, power, yes. the Spirit of the Lord, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? Those things, right? The gifts of the Holy Spirit, grace. So if I'm going to walk in those things. We need to know that that is a fifth day presentation. And fifth day is the place where fruit bearing starts. Okay, that's where the trees come up. That's where all that stuff happens, where the animals happen, where all that, all that stuff happens on the fifth day. All right. Now, friends, now, friends, since God created the material universe on the fourth day, he created mm-hmm. the sun and the moon and the stars. And the 14th verse says that he created them for signs and seasons and days and for years, which I'm going to show you guys uh, a reality in the whole cosmic realm this year that that is really going to get our attention yes. because the heavens declare the glory of God and the mm-hmm. firmament shows his handiwork and day to day utter speech. Not in a night it reveals knowledge and there is no language where their voice is not heard. And so that's the 14th verse. And we know that 14 represents generational promises. So this is something that goes throughout the generations. Yes. Okay. So the 23rd verse of the New Testament is, of the Old Testament is the fifth day. The 23rd verse of the New Testament, Matthew 1, 23, is this. Behold, that means check this out. <laughs> the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Amen. What is that? It is God is with us. Yes. You shall call his name. You're the God that is with me. It's good. Emmanuel. Okay. When I first saw this, and by the way, this whole picture, all these, everything, all these scriptures are also seen in how the heavens declare the glory of God. Like Virgo, yeah. the virgin, is a picture of the virgin birth and the promise of the seed of the woman. 
Okay? And then it is fulfilled in Genesis 1, 23, the 23rd verse, right? Yep. So there's a lot of promises that are actually going to be born this year. There are a lot of prayers. Amen. There's a manifest way that the Spirit of God is going to be made manifest. This, 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 you know, Jesus finally shows up, yes. right? It's like, whoa, this is him. And you know what? He didn't look like what I thought he was going to look like. <laughs> it didn't happen the way that I yeah. thought it was going to happen. And that's why the Spirit of the Lord and an angel of God himself has to show up and go, uh, this is what we're talking about. No, right. this is it. They're like, oh, really? Yep. I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was going to be this. I thought it was going to be that. And no, it's actually this. Okay, I got it. Well, Lisa, Emmanuel is when God is with you. And God being with you, that whole paradigm of having a worldview and a lens with the understanding that God is with you 24-7, okay, well, that, that whole realm is called the fear of the Lord. Yeah, love that. I love that revelation. And I do too. I, it just means so much to me. Because I want to be able to go into scary places this year knowing that God is with me and how I grow in the fear of the Lord and how I walk in the fear of the Lord is when I'm in peaceful places or in places of freedom, I live my life knowing that God is with me. So I make the kind of choices and I develop the kind of character that says, I'm not going to step out of line because man, the Lord is here. Right. I'm not going to make God sit through this. I'm not going right. to I'm not going to act like and I'm not going to ask him to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I want him to be with me. So I'm going to live in a way that is compatible with his manifest presence. Amen. That yes. is the fear of the Lord. So let's get back to Psalms 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of 23, mm. I shall fear no evil. Yes. Because you are with me because of the fear of the Lord. Amen. So in Psalms 23, not only is it saying we're going to go through the valley of the shadow of death, let me tell you what the valley of the shadow of death, a, a better translation of that word death is actually giants. Hmm. It is. And it literally means these gigantic, supernatural, spiritual things, the scariest thing that you can imagine. And then it says this, not only are you going to go under the shadow of this, so if you're, if you're in the shadow of something, that means it's taller than you. Right. Okay, so be looking for God to send you into overwhelming places where you will be in over your head this year. (laughs) They're like, well, I ain't going. Well, then you won't go with God. Yeah. You know, you know about something within my life recently that God told me to do. And I told him, no, I ain't going to do that. God, you just bless everything that I have. And I'm not going to go do this big, scary thing that you're asking me to do. And God flat out told me, I'm not going to bless the things that you have. Yeah. My blessing is me. My blessing is my presence. And if I'm moving over and say, hey, Troy, let's go over here now. If you're saying no, you're forgetting the Lord is my shepherd. Yes. You're forgetting the fear of the Lord. You're forgetting who's boss. If you want to get into that place where you say, I shall not want, you're going to have to first say the Lord is my shepherd. That's good. You're going to have to do that. And you have to be go, go, okay, he's the boss. I'm not the boss. Okay, well, that whole fear of the Lord thing of knowing that God is with me is where Emmanuel is mentioned first in the New Testament, and it's the 23rd verse. Wow. 23 also in military time means final hour, and we need to to have a tremendous sense of urgency about us. Wow. Well, guys, I want to show you a picture here, and the picture I'm about to show you guys 
is a picture of the eclipse that's going to happen on October the 14th of this year. Okay, what you're looking at is an eclipse, and it is a solar eclipse, and it comes in at a place called Gardner, it's called Gardner, Oregon, and it leaves at a place called Corpus Christi, Texas. All right, I'm going to put the other screen up here as well so that we can see each other. And I'm just going to tell you that whenever I see this thing and whenever I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, I see the Lord and I hear the Lord. Now, we could get into 1014 and we could get we could get into what that means. We're going to talk about the fall season and like, what is this? Well, number one, it's the sign of Jonah the prophet. The sign of Jonah the prophet is a solar eclipse. And Jesus told uh, the Pharisees of his day, he said, he said, no sign is going to be given to you, you bunch of knuckleheads, except for that of Jonah the prophet. And they knew what that was. And then while Jesus was on the cross, there were the hours of darkness, okay? And it was Passover. It was literally Passover day. I can tell you this, that, on, that in April of 2024, there is another solar eclipse that happens on Passover day, and it ends a seven-year cycle of the last great American eclipse, which happened in 2017. And so we'll talk about all that later on. We'll get off into all of that. But I do want to just tell you that God Almighty has designed the heavens to be a supernatural clock. I am not an astrologist. It's witchcraft, and I want nothing to do with it. However, I can tell you this. I'm all about King Jesus, and I'm all about the voice of God. I'm all about the heart of King Jesus. I'm all about the kingdom. I'm all about the word of God. And sometimes God uses the heavens to declare his word. Jesus himself even said uh, that there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. This is a sign that is within the sun. And when God speaks a word through the signs of the sun, he is speaking to the nations. When God speaks a word through the moon, he is speaking to his covenant people, right? So it's going to be Israel or it's going to be the church. Mm -hmm. and, and when God is speaking through the stars, he is always speaking to his children of inheritance, Children of inheritance. Hey Abraham, come outside, man. Let me give you the let me give you the story. I'm gonna show you how it's already out in the heavens. Before before we had a Bible, we actually had the stars and the pictures and the words that are in the stars today are the same as the Bible because the Bible and the in the heavens have the same exact author and his name is Yeshua Hamashiach. His name is Amen. Jesus. Yes. Okay, That's and good. it's so it's so real, Lisa. It's so real. So <laughs> what would you say? If, let me just ask you this, what do you think a word could mean if it begins at a place called a garden and it ends at a place called the body of Christ? Would you, if you had a dream, and if in the dream you saw the sun, which represents the husband, okay, Psalms 19, the sun represents the husband, the moon, the moon represents the bride, and the stars represent the children of promise or the children of inheritance. So if the husband has a word that begins in the garden and ends with the body of Christ, would you know what that theme is? Oh, I do. You know, we think of garden as, you know, I don't know, the place where I grow my maters. Well, no, it ain't. It's the place that is gardened, guarded and the place that is intimate. Yeah. It's the place behind the lattice wood. Yeah. Right? It is that place. It's like, no, everybody else doesn't get to see what's going on in here. You know what? This is special. This is important. This is a big deal. So it's like, okay, we're going to make a big deal out of this. This is a word of intimacy. And it's a word of God saying, those people, those people within the body of King Jesus who will humble themselves and meet me in the secret place, I got something for you. 
And I need you to get with this program. Now, here's what I can tell you. One of the things is this. Um, It is a 50-minute event from the second the shadow. And by the way, don't you want to be overshadowed by the Lord this year? Yes. Ooh, look of Isaiah, I promise you. Okay, it is a 50-minute celestial event. And from the second, guys, that the shadow hits the United States to the second it leaves is exactly 50 minutes. Well, 50 is jubilee. Yep. 50 is I'm, I'm setting slaves free. That's right. That's what that is. So that, I get super dope happy about that. And then when I look at it, it begins in the garden and it ends with the body of Christ, mm-hmm. the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, Corpus Christi, Texas. Hallelujah. It ends with the husband overshadowing his wife, his wow. body. Yeah. That's, I mean, okay. It also begins at... Uh, 9.13. Yep. It begins at 9.13 a.m. Mm-hmm. Ladybug, read for me what that, and, and then it ends at 12.03. Mm-hmm. Read for me what Amos 9.13 says. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the trader of grapes, him who sows seed. The mountains shall drip with sweet wine. King Jesus. And all the hills shall flow with it. There's so many things in this verse that God is declaring from the heavens, using the heavens of the Bible this year, the timing of things. Oh, God doesn't speak through timings. Well, you go ahead and believe that, and your father, the devil, will send you straight to hell, and you will miss your day of visitation. Hmm. Amen. Wow. No, no, listen, man, we need to live an Issacharian lifestyle where we are cons- always considering the timing of the Lord. Yes. Always. Uh, we, we say this all the time, that a post COVID outpouring of the Holy Spirit will not fit into a pre-COVID wineskin. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just so real. That's right. Like, man, that was then. This is now, man. We got it. We have to get with a brand new program. Absolutely. And we have to be willing to do that. So he says it, it, this word speaks of an accelerated time frame where the thing that you begin overtakes. In other words, that period of time, you know, there should be a long period of time of development. God says things are speeding up this year. Yes, I receive it. He says things are speeding up. And the process that it takes to make fine wine, which is a long process. Right. I mean, everybody knows it takes years. Mm-hmm. He says, no, no, that's not going to be the way that it is this year. Listen, you're going to get places quick. So I need you to get with the program quickly. Yes, amen. So the fear of the Lord needs to be with us in an incredible way where we say things like, okay, the second that God says jump, I'm already in the air. I'm not gonna have to process it. The process time that the Lord has given us this year is a whole lot smaller than what he has in times past because the because the the victory that he has for us is right in front of us. Amen. And we're not gonna know it unless we're intimate with him, unless we have a garden place with him. Yeah, that's good. It's really good, okay. Pastor Troy. Come on. Well, that's just it. one eclipse. There's a there's a prophetic message that is in all this. So let the wine flow in Jesus' name. That's right. This I want to just tell you, since COVID. I believe that we have not yet seen until this year what the outpouring of the Holy Spirit actually looks like. Wow. Part of it, I want to just tell you this, is in the voice of the new Jehus that are rising up. And I cannot get away from Jehu this year. I've tried so hard to get away from that knucklehead, but it is unorthodox voices within the body of King Jesus that are anointed that come in like a wrecking ball and just go, no, this is where the Spirit of the Lord is now, and I'm casting down this Jezebel thing. Yes. I'm done with it. And uh, there's a lot of Jehus that are rising up this year. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, let's do this. Hallelujah. 